Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Please consider supporting Black Women United, YEG, for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. You can learn more about them at bwunited.ca. They are always looking for donations and volunteers. So please, again, support Black Women United, YEG, for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. Again, that website is bwunited.ca. Hey, this is Nicole calling from Hamilton, and I needed to let everyone know that I really proudly support Beach and Creative Control. I have for many years, I will for many more, as long as he keeps delivering these amazing interview podcasts. When you hear one of Beach's interviews, you think he's known this guest for years, they're good friends. Uh, but the truth is, he approaches every interview, whether it's sort of up and coming indie artists or established icons or like famous intimidating comedians with. Uh, a really deep, genuine curiosity, so he's never met this person, and the same really warm uh, candor, so he's known them forever. I think it really lends to a great chat, no matter who he's talking to, and for that reason, I think you should throw Vish, like what, a dollar a month? He's got jokes. The jokes make it worth it. Support Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Tons is a fantastic rock and roll trio powered by almost 30 years of friendship and based in Toronto, Ontario. Comprised of one-time Halifax residents Chris Murphy of Sloan, Matt Murphy of the Super Friends, and Mike O'Neill of the Inbreds, Tons are set to release their wonderful second album, Duly Noted, on March 26, 2021, via Murder Records. I recently connected with Chris, Matt, and Mike for a good chat about the band's status after Matt moved to England for a spell before returning to Toronto with his family, Chris's recent and serious health scare and how he's recovering, Mike's love of a certain album by Built to Spill, and how that has impacted his singing and songwriting, the band's lyrics and musical approach on Duly Noted, puns and nostalgia, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network, with the support of listeners like you, who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control with additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary, and friendly staff who will happily help you source special orders for hard-to-find titles, all of which you can learn more about at blackbird.ca, and Massey Hall's concert film series, live at masseyhall.com, where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free, including performances by past and even recent podcast guests like Sloan, Plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, this is the 603rd episode of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Chris Murphy, Matt Murphy, and Mike O'Neill of Tons, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. We stand united. 
Hello, Tons. Are you there? Can you hear me? Hey, Vish. How are you doing? I'm yeah, well. Thanks here. for asking. Thanks for asking. It's How are very you? lovely. I'm well. I, I, I'm, I'm well. Thanks for, thanks for asking. I already knew before I asked. <laughs> it is very nice to see you all uh, this way, and I want to call upon each of you to speak, and I'm going to begin uh, with Matt. Hi, Matt. How are you? Uh, I'm very well. Wow, you started with me. Oh, no. Oh, no, you, how are you? I'm great. Too much pressure for you to just answer yeah. a simple hello? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Thank you. It's nice to see you. Where in the world are you? I'm in Toronto. Nice. What's that behind you yeah. there? You got a lot of nice ar- art. artwork. It's beautiful. Uh, that's an Andrew Scott up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, is Andrew Scott, this is a Mitchell Weeb. Oh, yes. Very nice. I know my podcast listeners are enjoying these visual descriptions, <laughs> but no, that's lovely. It's a lovely uh, array of art you have there, and it's, uh, if I might say, it's just lovely to see you. So thanks for, for being here, uh, Matt. Uh, Chris Murphy, are you there? I am here. We should have each... Uh, figured out a different hello from you know the Lionel Richie hello the the Adele hello and the uh, I don't know there's an Alice hello, Cooper Jim Morrison one. hello yeah the, hello yeah. baby <laughs> the big bopper sure let's yeah, get the big yeah. bopper in there or whomever yeah uh, we should do yeah. a, a play, playlist yeah well it's nice to see you Chris how are you doing I know a lot of people listening are probably who follow you and and know what you've been going through are wondering how how are you feeling these days. I'm doing very well. I have uh, Bell's palsy, uh, which I developed, uh, you know, January 10th or 11th. And now it's, you know, I don't know if I'll be completely back to normal, but I'm coming back to normal and I'm in good spirits and optimistic. And uh, it's, you know, I'm getting acupuncture with electricity or whatever that's called and whatever. And I think it's helping or I don't think it's hurting. Anyway, I'm, I'm on the mend and feeling good. That's Thank great. That's great to, to, to see you and, and hear that. And uh, I, I will say, obviously, this is scary. Were you have you are you okay like that in that regard? Are you are you doing okay with this? I mean, it's very frightening. I am, and and I was mostly as I was sort of realizing I was becoming paralyzed. I was just I didn't know what Bell's palsy was. I'd heard of it, but I was just uh, I was nervous that, that my hand was going to go or that my whole side was going to. Be uh, and and when I figured out that it wasn't, I was basically just relieved. You know, it's mostly a, a cosmetic s- scenario. It's not gonna, you know, I can still whatever. You know, it was uh, sort of having some pronunciation issues, which I think yeah. I still have a little bit. They say Bell's palsy is one of the cruelest things to have to say with Bell's palsy, <laughs> right? And you sort of f- floppy mouth. But uh, I'm feeling feeling pretty uh, understandable at this point. It's you know five five weeks or more six weeks ago. No, you sound great. You sound great, and yeah. uh, I appreciate you uh, being. And well. I probably look great too, but it doesn't matter. Sorry, I let's, yeah. Let's just move on. We haven't heard from Mike. You do look great as well, if I might say. It's oh, just thanks. great to see you. And uh, yes. it's a podcast, though. Well, it's yeah. you look great to me. And now we move on uh, finally to Mike O'Neill. Mike, are you there? I am. I am. Nice to I see. I am. You. <laughs> <laughs> nice to uh, see you, Mike. Uh, where in the world are you? I'm in Toronto. Right. Oh, I've, actually, I'm going to backtrack. Chris, are you in Toronto? I usually like to GPS everyone. Are you in Toronto? Uh, yes, I am. Nice. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. So we've taken care of that. Uh, Mike, uh, how are things going for you in Toronto? Things are going well. I mean, the the only thing, I guess the, the quick note is that, uh, like, here the band is all together in the area, but we really haven't, you know, played or practiced or written more songs or whatever so it seems kind of like everything is set up but mysteriously the crew is gone but the dinner was still steaming on the ship in the Bermuda Triangle it's <laughs> a good analogy for what a lot of us yes. are going through right now yeah feeling a little lost yeah. disappeared even yeah. well uh, yeah that's got to be weird when's the last time tons actually convened by your reckoning Mike I don't know the exact date, but we did some overdubs for the last two songs like oh, that we worked on. One was Words and Music, I think. And so Chris and Matt came to the studio I shared with Sandro Perry at the time. Right. I don't know what the date of that was, but it was just sort of finishing up the last little bits. 
Okay, so that's a while back now. But you did make a music video. Chris, did, you, did everyone show up at your oh, backyard? Yeah, that's right. I did you see guys, them. No, no, it's okay, Mike. I'll just fact check you as we go. Uh, Chris, uh, everyone convened in your backyard. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, we made a little video in my backyard of us playing in the snow. I couldn't really think of what else we could do. Uh, to make a video, the other video that Playing we inst- instruments in the snow. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was a it was a lot to ask, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Matt Matt lives really close to me, and um, uh, Mike came, and uh, our buddy or my buddy, our buddy, let's just say our buddy Kevin Hilliard uh, shot it, and uh, he 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 came the day before Kevin to set it all, up all the lights. Like there's, it looked beautiful, but of course on the day he showed up and he's like, "Where's the remote to turn on the lights?" And I was like, "You can't, you know, I've only got these guys for like." Two hours basically, mm-hmm. and then he was he was just in a freak out. Trying, he's like, I, th- I swore I left them here. Anyway, but he a, did a great a, a job bit, in the end and got the remote. Little, everything was he did he did do a great job, and he bends over backwards to do a good job, and he did a really good job. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a video for. Uh, I don't know if we're should we say if we're, <laughs> sorry it's not a secret for, uh, we, we stand united I don't know if we're gonna I, I don't want the video's out lead the, the video is out now yeah. it's well, been I, circulating for a little while I don't think it's a secret well I just mean I want you to be able to lead the oh. uh, anyway yeah. yeah yeah it's for uh, for an undisclosed no song. it's for the song we stand united we stand united that's, that's right, right. Yeah. yeah which I thought secret. was kind of I, I saw that song on the record uh, that's a song of yours there Matt I believe and uh I saw that song on the record, and I, I thought about the fact that the last time I got to see Tons play live, I think it was over two consecutive nights, as a matter of fact, or days, I went to see you guys at the Horseshoe. Uh, I don't even remember what year this was. Does anyone want to buzz in with the right year? It was 2018. It was, it was, it was August into September of 2018. That's exactly right, Chris. And it was just prior to that that Matt was living in the UK at the time, and just prior to that show, to those shows, we recorded all of the bed tracks for this record. That's correct. That's in, right. In, in 2018. That's right. Yeah. So, Matt, uh, you left uh, after that weekend, or you were already in England? You just came back for those couple of shows? Is that right? Yeah, I came back for, I mean, other things, but that sh- those shows were a big, big part of it, yeah. Yeah. So, I wondered if Tons was done, because I didn't know you had moved. Matt, you didn't write me a letter. You didn't send me a <laughs> postcard. I got nothing. These guys were like, yeah, Matt's moving to England or he's going to move. I was like, oh, no. Well, that's why I'm going to make sure I go to the horseshoe. And then the next day there was this festival in a field and my son and I made our way. We watched tons uh, play in the afternoon sun and then we left. We just split. I had a family function to go to. So that was monumental. Was tons ever close in your record by your reckoning, Matt? Was tons ever close to being done after that weekend? No, I don't think so. I think we'd always find a way to put music together mm. as we have i just don't know how much touring would have been possible if i stayed but hopefully i was always imagining that those guys would be able to come over and to europe and play but um as it turns out the pandemic uh, ruined touring for everyone anyways so yeah we i don't think we ever also planned to stay there for forever i was always a, look at it for two years and see where we're at Oh, you, you and your family—you and your family moved to England for, I assume, work or something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah we took jobs over there, and we just always thought it was we'll see where we're at after two years. And yeah. the reasons for coming back were more around having another child, so we just wanted to have more family support. Yeah. Well, congrats so, on yeah. congrats on that, Chris. I know you've long wanted to be in bands with Matt. And you finally have uh, this killer band together, tons. How <laughs> not, freaked out not were so you much when Mike, you? But, no, yeah. well, my, sorry, Mike. Did you, Mike? Did you always? I can hear. Was it meant to disparage you there, Mike? I just know Chris has a long history of liking Matt, wanting to play with Matt. Do you have that same yearning <laughs> to play with Matt Murphy at all costs, no matter what what occurs? Me? Yeah, you, Mike. Yeah, you. I'm yeah, talking of course. to you. Of okay, course. you you've had the same yearning and longing. I have. Yeah. But wait, I, can I can I argue with the setup? It's a weird setup. Like I, I think it's true, but, yeah. it, but what, you know, Matt Matt loves me back. Oh, well, I wasn't Ask suggesting him. it was unrequited. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean you've got tons going on and things are happening, yeah. and then Matt has to to fly away. Were you freaked out that tons was done yourself, Chris? Like, did it, you or Mike? I guess in a word, I felt betrayed. <laughs> No, um, no, whatever. People have to do what they want to do. He's he's got a young family, and they're just on an adventure, and they're just you know we'll just come back to it. There was it, it's it's none of our plan A. You know, it's we right. we don't 
it's hobby stuff and that's partly what keeps it fun you know we don't have to when it becomes your plan a as you know or as i've probably complained to you or <laughs> to everyone over the years you know it gets hard you know yeah. but uh i've got a pretty good plan a too and whatever i i do love playing in tons and and we do things so quickly that it's kind of funny that we you know i'm happy to have two records out in the span of five years but we we honestly do work so quickly that we could have had five records out in this amount of time um but it's just you know that moved away in the pandemic and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah okay but you know i i I remain uh excited and optimistic about what we can do even with the little bit of time that we'll have yeah well that's one one thing i i would like to throw in there just that i feel like is missing is like when we made that first record we did it and then it was kind of like late in the game when Royal Mountain offered to carry it and put it out. And so we had been sitting on the finished recordings that were already mixed by Ian McGettigan, and then they had to be remixed, and then we had to enter this like schedule of releases at Royal Mountain. And so we just started writing songs, and it was really a, f- a fun time where we were like trying to always write better songs than the last one. And for a while, it felt like we were. Like we'd write three new songs a a day that were so exciting. And it would be like, oh, these must be better than the ones we just wrote. And then we would listen to those, and they were quite good too. So there was just like this amazing period where we were writing things. I guess what I'm trying to say is we were sitting on those songs when Matt and, you know, his family made that decision to go i guess what i'm saying is knowing that we had these great songs and having done all that work i think made it feel like it certainly wasn't the end of anything like that we just had to finish these up and however we were going to do it i think at one point we were just thinking of we just only had demos at the time and we were thinking of how we could add a vocal layer on top of it and call it like some kind of lost album but then fortunately what happened was Matt was able to make a commitment to come back and do some re-recording. And that's how, you know... Anyway, all I'm trying to say is that Matt moving was in the middle of an album that was already underway. That's the way I remember it. Okay, so yeah, it was sort of fortuitous in a way that, I mean, he came back, but he was able to... I don't want to... Matt, you're right here. You would come back and work on ton stuff, visit people, that kind of stuff. Yeah? Yeah. I think as as to, as a I don't have the chronology as down pat as Mike does I don't think but I remember when I first moved to England that spring my wife was working um, and I was yet to take a job and I was just with the baby who was like seven or eight months old and my day was like my the two naps that he would have a day were my time when I would work on the tons and I got right. so much done. It was actually amazing. So that's where I demoed and created any melodies that I had for the pieces we came up with and some of the lyrical ideas. So I I felt like it was that period in early, I guess that was 2018, right, guys, that we really kind of made a big step forward. And and we were sort of, that made us prepared to lay down the beds later that summer. Right. So I actually did a little exercise for myself today. Uh, I I have the great fortune of, uh, uh, you know, I can reach out to tons and they'll maybe send me some advanced music. So I've had these songs kind of kicking around in my head for a couple months at this point. But today I actually sat down and I thought I would uh, break down, make little notes on the songs, you know, just to sort of get a delve deeper into the lyrics. And, you know, Matt, you mentioned the lyrics you were writing during nap time, which no one has ever said on the show before. I, you know, during nap time, I'm going to write songs. I'm sure it does happen all the time. Do you have an overarching sense of where your mind was at in writing this batch of songs? You know, what you were contemplating? I guess it was definitely, yeah, I mean, it was definitely around what uh, me and my wife were doing and trying to decide what to do and comparing our lives before and after, um, kind of a radical change like that. So I think the lyrics do reflect some of them anyways. Stand United, I suppose, definitely looks at our history together. And the the last song, what's it called again, guys? Uh, We're Living in It Now? Living in It Now. That one's very much a, a London experience song from my lyrical perspective, yeah. 
Okay. Can I can I just say of Matt's lyrics, you have the other song that mentions the word that you're on a lift. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That was kind of funny. Fla- flags <laughs> for curtains. Yeah, flags yeah. for curtains. Yeah. I believe is the song, and yeah. I caught that too. I'm like, oh, now he's English. Yeah, <laughs> English fellow. Actually, you know, I texted this to Mike uh, there, Matt. I heard a lot of more Clash stuff coming up here and there on this record. Does that resonate with you? Do you like the band The Clash? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're familiar with... You are familiar with the Super Friends. I <laughs> uh, don't know if you're, all your listeners are. Yeah. But you will probably know Karate Man has, is a, you know, there's some definite nods to Complete Control. Yeah. By the Clash. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, for sure, uh, I, I, it's always there. I don't, I didn't, I don't think there was any conscious effort on my part to make sure it sounded more like the Clash. I don't no, and I'm not, I'm not yeah. suggesting that specifically. However, they're just like your guitar tone. A couple, a couple songs mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of maybe more Joe Strummer than Mick Jones. And then there's a part in We Stand United where you do this kind of quick. Quick, uh, it's like a bridge sort of thing, and it's reminded me of the part in Safe European Home. Do you know the part I mean? Bah, 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 bah. Joe Strummer kind of breaks away from the song. Anyway, you can listen to it later. Okay, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought, oh, there's some Clash stuff going on. Do you want to be British? Did you move to England so you could be a little more British? <laughs> I was born there. Oh, were you? Uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, my wife and I, Emil, who are, she's uh, 13, 14 years younger than me, she, we were both born in the same hospital in London. Oh, I didn't know that. Coincidentally, yeah, in Hammersmith Hospital. So, and she lived there for you know till she was four or five, and uh, I left when I was just a baby. But uh, yeah, I've always gone back and forth with my family. My always had a long family connection to London. So. Wow. Okay. So there's a bit yeah. of a homing beacon situation going on there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. I, we got a British so, British guy in the band. That was a big. Uh, <laughs> Plus for Platinum us. blonde. <laughs> does that does that help in any real capacity, Mike, to have a British fellow in the band? I mean, I don't think about it, but knowing that a British guy is in the band helps a lot for sure. Yeah. Mike's always like, Mike, well, wait, Matt, would the Beatles do that? No. <laughs> no, I say like, I'm on the right side of the road, Matt. What would somebody on the left side of the road do now? <laughs> it's not because of the imperialism. That's not why you wanted a British guy in the band. Is that right, Mike? Just to clarify. That's right. Yeah, it's like okay. uh, you're sticking your foot in it. All right, I see. Okay, well, I appreciate that, Matt. Uh, Chris, sort of similar question. Um, your lyrics. My wife just—I was—we were making pizza just now. It's pizza night. Have I mentioned that already? Yep. But it's pizza night here, and I was like, "Yeah, Chris's songs. Like, he's normally a very personal songwriter. I feel like when I hear a Chris song, I kind of have a sense of where he's at in life. And I'm a little these ones. Like, I'm I'm surprised by some of the themes. And she's like. Oh well, maybe he's writing a lot about just being in tons, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know if they, he might be doing that." What is your sense of? Uh, uh, do you have an overarching sense of these songs? What they might mean? The thing is, I'm a big fan of the band, but I just think the idea of of talking about the lyrics is like talking about like to me. We spend all this time, you know, we make up the songs in a sort of flurry of excitement, and then we hammer them. You know, then then there's the sort of slightly less exciting stage of hammering them, applying yeah. the songwriting chops to make to to make them into songs, and then there's the excruciating level of trying to put lyrics on. That's the, that's the it's painting the trim or whatever. Like that's the hard part, like mm. the boring part. Hmm. You know, I don't mind talking about my lyrics. I can't even remember what they are. I th- I think that I'm inspired by, uh, I would say, Mike's. A brevity he and, and and not just brevity like it's it's um he's also very whatever i know he's here but like he's also <laughs> said he he will just offer something you could also say this and it's usually just a subtle change and it's always great and uh i'm i'm uh comically the other way where i'm like you know chuck d like filling like three paragraphs before you hit the cho- chorus kind of thing and Mike has got, you know, you look at Mike's lyrics and it's it's only this long and that's all you needed. And so I was, I think, inspired to sing a little bit less and I'm, I'm probably a little bit more vague too. I don't, I don't know. I don't know my, I can't remember the lyrics that I have going. Is this, but, uh, uh, are these songs uh, newer? I mean, you're a prolific songwriter. Uh, you've been writing songs for decades. Are you pulling things out from way in the past or are you writing fresh for tons? Like, are you going into your bag of old song ideas, so to speak? Well, it's funny you say that because I always thought, I've always 
having been in Sloan so long, and I always poo-pooed side projects because I didn't want Sloan to get crappy material. And part of what justified, I went to be in tons and kind of felt like I was breaking my own rule. But part of me feels that I don't have to feel bad about it because the ton songs just come out of thin air. Like we really just press record on the voice memo and just like, let's make something up. And usually I'm trying to play a beat that I like or that I think that I can play. And then we really just start making it up on the spot. So I don't have, I've yet to have to sort of dig into my cache of uh, crappy song ideas <laughs> that I have going. Okay. I have, and I have lots of those, but to me, to, it, it's lyrics. That's, that's the hard part. That's the, the boring, boring part. I do remember the, the, the first time we got together to, for the first, the, the first time we ever rehearsed together. And I was really, I don't want to say I was nervous about it. I just wanted it to work. Like I really wanted it to work under any, you know, circumstance. So I had like a couple of riffs that I hadn't turned into songs. It wasn't anything that I thought was like really good because I was saving that for me. But I had a couple of riffs <laughs> I didn't know what to do with. You know, classic Mike. And so I brought I brought those in, and they were good riffs. And I and we spent time trying to turn them into songs, but they didn't go anywhere. Probably because they were just like good little riffs that didn't go anywhere, and it was kind of confirmed. And then it wasn't until I feel like somehow we were able to relax, and then and then it started happening. And I feel like the second record is just I feel like we're on our legs in terms of like writing together. I think that we're what I'm trying to say is it's melting together a bit more than maybe the first record did for me anyway, because I think I was still kind of self-conscious about being an individual in a band in the, on the first record. Hmm. Matt, but Matt, oh, sorry, I, go ahead, Chris. Well, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I mean, we should like Matt go here, but uh, I don't know. I've never worked this way where we, songs literally are formed out of thin air. Like I, I also brought ideas to that first meeting and I was kind of giddy about the fact that we were going to try and just make up stuff on the spot. I was sort of assuming that we would just be making up garbage. I've never done that before, but <laughs> but, but we we had t- tons of ideas and we ended up turning them into songs. So we we're kind of whatever. It was kind of just this magical thing that was happening. And then, but anyway, as Mike said, by the time we were doing it for the second record, we kind of knew we knew that we had done it. it. I didn't know what the new songs would be, but I, I was less uh, confused by the whole idea. I knew that, and I I think that Mike is right. I think that we could. We could do it again, or maybe we'll change the way that we'll do it next it's time. It's kind of funny. Like it sounds like it was a bit of a fractured, or at least on the on the from the outside. Just given that you know Matt had flown away to England, you know, as we're speaking, there's a pandemic. Uh, your record's about to come out about a year later. It feels like a very fractured time for the band to really get together, find its legs together. Uh, Matt, do you have any perspective on Mike's take on it? The fact that by this this batch of songs. It feels like the band is kind of coming into its own. Uh, do you have any perspective on that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, also, we played a lot of live shows together as well. So we had a certain other kind of cohesion when we played together yeah. by then. So and we also had a sense of how we could sound or how these songs might sound elsewhere when we played them live. So I think that informed the way we constructed them or what we chose to work on, maybe. Maybe. I can't think of specific examples. And I, I think, yeah, I think it's natural. I saw just things we also probably would all know what to rule out together quicker and, and know what we were, had an easier time identifying the, the ones that would, we should all work on. I didn't, we didn't have a lot of disagreements. I think Chris, I think, feels like most of the stuff we do is great and everything could be a song. I think, I don't, you know, which is, I don't, this is not a, criticism by any means but i i that's exciting i think he's probably right it's just but we just have so much stuff we just have so much stuff i'll say the 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 cache of songs that i was talking about earlier that i have are are not as good as the ones that tons has thrown into the garbage Uh, you know i would kill for those ideas i I might end up stealing some of the the tons uh tossed off (laughs) ideas well chris you know you deferred a little bit for my lyrics question i appreciate that i just wanted to say that like i know it's weird to get into your songs a little bit 
I Wait a minute, hold the phone here. Do you have a vinyl have... copy of Duly Noted by Tons already? I, I'd i like one of those at some point. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, I'll send. I'll, I'll get your address after. Isn't oh, thank beautiful? you very much. Oh, yeah, look at that. Duly Noted is an interesting... Uh, phrase, by the way, is there any? What's the method? Uh, what's the magic behind that title? It's, just a, it's, the, it's a lyric, the nerdiest in a song. Nerdiest thing we could think of. It's in the it's in the song with the word "lift" in it. So another another sort of British duly noted. Duly noted. There's also a, there's a stationery store called Duly Noted in Halifax. Oh, it is okay. located very close to where Tons used to be. What? So, Come on. Yeah, it's turning into a tour. Interesting. That is weird. There's a lot of weird, you know, connections. It's obviously got a double play on double meaning, I suppose. Duly noted? Not that we <laughs> not that we want to underline <laughs> particularly. Did you spend any time at the duly noted stationery store, Mike? No, I didn't. I, I just uh, I barely noticed it. You're a puns guy though. Do you appreciate it when a company has like a joke name or like a play on something? Me? You, yeah, you, Mike. Yeah, you, you don't I'm like. I'm not a puns. You don't like puns. <laughs> I not even I don't like Chris, them. I just. You are a puns no. guy. I'm sorry. I meant to say. I think you I meant to say on, you're a tons guy. You are on the. You are on the chat, Mike. I think I would I get be the, the You do a lot of puns. I think I would be the the pun <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, Chris is the puns I, I could be guy. Chris is accused like, of it the most. Did you yeah. when you lived in Halifax was duly noted in operation, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. It's it's this new set of stores that's between. Um, this is very boring for anybody listening, but uh, I don't even know where it is. Okay, but that's it's like, <laughs> it's the worst GPS directions I've ever had. Yeah, All I right, know. I'm going to keep it a secret. No, it's that, probably closed already anyway, so there's no point in even saying it. My point for a complete transcript. <laughs> just contact Duly Noted; they'll print one off for you and send it away. Yeah. Now, uh, my point here is this: uh, the, it's, uh, you say it's a, it's a, from the lyrics of a song. Chris, you were breaking out the record. You were going to look at your songs. Is yeah. that what you were going to do? Yeah, I was just going to see what 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 songs that I had to come up with the lyrics for. And and by the way, when you when you attribute songs, you know, a Matt song and a and a Mike song, we basically just had uh, a big pile of music, and then. It's like, who wants to sing this one? Now, sometimes it would be that someone would say, I have a good melody for that. Uh, can I have that? And uh, I, that's basically the way it went. We didn't really argue a lot about songs. Yeah. About who would get who. No. And and melodies, like there's melodies I sing that are fragments of things that Mike sung. I heard him sing over sometimes different parts of the song. Hmm. So, and so it's it's really is, it's a real collage uh, of 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 effort. It's a collage of effort. Yeah, that is the review has been written right there. A collage of effort. Nine out of ten. Uh, that's an art store that's right by. <laughs> collage of effort. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I, uh, <laughs> Mike. I neglected to ask you the same question that I asked uh, Matt and Chris. P- politely declined. The reason I'm interested in the ton songwriting, by the way, here, uh, Chris is that I learned a lot the last time we got together to have a chat. Uh, at the time of the first Tons record, you said that, you know, occasionally some of the drum beats were like other people's drum beats, you know, from popular music or whatnot, and you were like, let's just try to play to these beats. I did that again a little bit, but I think probably less so. I think it was di- not not discouraged, but I think it was just like, let's just sort of like take it easy and let's just play the, play right, the drums right. properly. Right, sure, fair enough. <laughs> I I think also our starting places are, I think back in the first period, we were looking for any mechanism or artifice artifice to get us started creating. So like picking a drum beat that's already like figured out was a good starting place and that Mike and I could react to. So in in this instance, we have, like Mike was saying earlier, a bit of... Uh, (laughs) well there was also one the other thing that stuck out about that last conversation was the song lonely life which i had attributed to mike because mike sang lead on it and then in the interview it was revealed to me that uh chris you actually wrote that song which i found fascinating you gave one up about about me and then he made me sing (laughs) no i didn't i think i wrote it uh I think I did write the lyrics, though. But, I mean, I think the melody and all was probably figured out by you, Mike. No, I well, don't remember. Well, we don't have to. I did not. No. <laughs> anyway, it's very funny. It's very funny because we're talking about brevity. And I think, like, when I hear my voice recorded, it's like, 
then I, uh, it's like on a different, it's like, what happened? It's, why is it so slow? Anyway, so Chris hands me this, I wake up with the sun and a smile on my face. And it was just sort of like the, the number of words per minute is so much higher than mine. I had so much trouble. And there was like, uh, um, like these, these kind of like jumps. Um, and I, my, either my brain or my mouth or whatever, or just sort of like, it's offensive or something like I, I can't sing that quickly. So it took me a lot of time to get to that speed, right. um, which I found really interesting. Like I'm not against it and it was, it's interesting to have done it, but it always like when you are responsible for your phrasing and your words, it kind of is you all the way down, you know? Yeah. And then when you try, if you try to do like sing a cover song, you'll notice that some of it, oh, this works out okay. And then there's this whole section, oof, you know, whatever. So, you know, I've I, been, I, every night, or every night, I'm, I have to put my daughter to bed every other night, and someone taught me how to play the song, uh, is it, I can't wait forever? I can't wait forever, not I can wait forever, right? It's I can't. I kind of say both in the song. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, I got yeah. confused. So I, I learned the guitar, and I have to. I try to sing it to my daughter. It's very. You're very hard to emulate, Mike. It's very. Uh, I mean, I'm not talented. I have no natural skill, but I try to try to sing like you a little bit. And it's, you have a very a great gift for singing, if I might say. That comes across on well, this record as well. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Yeah, here, here. I would hand it over to two people. Like it's like I like the Beatles a lot, and then I heard that built to spill nothing wrong with love record and that kind of taught me a lot of my what i would call tricks that are attributed to me every time i make a choice of what i'm going to sing i realize a lot of it comes back to what he did on that record it's it's uh oh. it's if you haven't heard it that nothing wrong with love that's that album is so good so anyway i just want to give credit where it's due because I find that a lot of my ideas go back to that. I did not know that as a starting yeah. point. I appreciate that. This is all a big investigation, as you know. Me just delving into what so makes tons happen. It's the clash. Yeah. The clash. <laughs> built to spill. And puns. I'm not trying to be reductive. I'm just, I, I find that kind of stuff interesting. Uh, Chris, we'll get back to you about the songs. I know you're still pouring over your vinyl copy there, but. I was just going to point out visually that, that my memories is this long. Yes. And it it includes all of the choruses are repeats. They're all in there too. Like it's really it's three lines long. Yes, and it's beautiful and it's fun. Yes, my memories was the first single, and my when we played it, I played it in the house, and my wife was like, "That's it," and I was like, "Yeah, that's the whole thing." He's got very it's very much this brevity thing we're talking about. I remember Iggy Pop said that about some of the Stooges songs. Like he wanted to say and express as much in as few a few words as possible. So, Mike, you mentioned Built to Spill. I'd say you're kind of like the band's Iggy Pop, if I might. Does that resonate with you? Sure, yeah. I, well, I, I, I mean, I don't, I only know, if, I, I don't know Iggy Pop well, so, but it sounds cool what you're saying. So. Just kind of like very simple but catchy words. My Memories is a great example of this. Uh, it's a wonderful song, and I want to ask you a little bit about your songs, Mike. Uh, do, you have a, yeah. do you have an overarching sense of... I think I think all my songs on this record are about reaching an age where you're kind of like I could have made choices and I'd be somewhere else. And isn't there a whole Star Trek: The Next Generation uh, episode about that, where Picard has like this alternate life? In a, uh, uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm thinking of uh, Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. That kind of happens in that too. It's just sort of like the idea. Like, I remember I was on tour with the Inbreds, and we passed this city, and I looked in the city, and I thought, I could have lived there, and what would I be doing there? And would I know what life could be like outside of there, a whole different life? Anyway, I had that thought, and I think I kind of saved it all these years, and then I'm just sort of in at an age right now where I'm writing songs like that. Mm. So I think many of the songs have that theme, thinking about memories and... Uh, thinking about uh, other lives and stuff like that. I, when I hear you say, and Matt, I guess, I saw on the Instagram that Matt also sings the chorus of I Cannot Help My Memories. But by the way, you're doing really well on the Instagram, if I might say. It's very enjoyable, the Tons Instagram. I don't know which one of you is 
Chris, Chris Murphy. Oh, yeah, Mike Chris and Matt, Murphy. I recommend that you follow it. <laughs> follow Tonsman. Chris, you're doing well on the Instagram with the murder. <laughs> I should also, I don't want to go too divergent here, but the murder records stuff from a few months ago, you, you started up a murder records uh, Instagram, and if that wasn't enough, you started up another one. Uh, but the first one that I was following where you put all the records up, Every day, that was fantastic. Congratulations on that. That was yeah, a that, great idea. That was, a, that was a, a fun time, and people chiming in and had a virtual local rabbits reunion there. It was yeah. fun. And then I kind of foolishly started another Murder Records account because I wanted to keep the discography just pristine, but uh, but now nobody follows the second one. So You said foolishly. I didn't. I didn't say foolishly. You said it. Well, no, it's, it's, it's fine to have many... Many Instagram accounts. Yeah. yeah, no, but it's great. And so this record, by the way, just, just since we're on the topic, a Murder Records release, is that correct, Chris? Yeah, so it'll go on the Murder Records discography when it, when it, on March 26th. Yeah. Okay, I'll follow. I'll like that one. I'll like that post. Will it go on the other one? What's the other one? The other one is just kind of, it's a hodgepodge. Okay. It's just so that it can do whatever, like a funny old video of Patrick or... Yeah, that whatever, was that fun. Kind of Those thing. have been fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Matt, have you been engaging with this stuff? I was just talking to Mike about memories, reflecting upon the lives that could have been. Chris has now uh, been delving into sort of the past with the Murder Records catalog. Do you engage with nostalgia on that level or the past on that level? Hmm. Hmm. I spent a long time fighting nostalgia in my life for whatever reason. Nostalgia machine? just... Just to look forward. So I don't know. I don't, I try, I don't know. I don't look back. I don't allow myself to look back that much, to be honest. I, th- I just think about, just when it comes to music, I think more about the next thing to make. And that's where my, my brain is at when it comes to about music. And in, in life, I guess there's some nostalgic things that come back. But I don't know, for some reason, somewhere along the way, I got sickened by the idea of nostalgia and I, I, I try and not to sub submit, uh, give in to it. I, I don't think it's rational, but that is what I go through. Chris, <laughs> Chris just alluded to a super friend song off of uh, love energy called nostalgia machine, which I believe, did you write that one? Yeah. And I had a hand in that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it seems to be cynically talking about what you're just describing, like just sort of being steeped in the past. Is that right? Yeah, I understand some people... It's a controversial song in Halifax. Some people have a strong distaste for it. Uh, (laughs) And I get it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's... it's, it's, Yes, it's it's a little on the nose, I guess. Well, curiously, that song ends with uh, You're Gonna Wish You Had Never Been Born. And Mike's got these songs about being in in another life. I would be this, I would be that. There's something going on there. Like I, when I think, as you guys know, I'm a big Tons fan, and this to me is a very uh, a holy trinity of uh, <laughs> music for me. Like you three together, it's really magical. And you know, Mike describes being nervous at the first practice. Does your history get like? I, I assume you put it aside, you compartmentalize it, but does it ever sort of, you know? come into your mind like oh my god there's so many decades of friendship here and times we spent together uh does that come through in the tons songs per se or or not chris i'll let you feel this one it's a big one do you feel like you're writing about tons again lyrically i don't feel like i am maybe i have i haven't i should have thought a little bit more about it beforehand i'm just excited to play with these heavyweights i'm excited that you know you know everybody's grown up and has lives and plans a and families and all and i'm just was grateful that these two guys would get together and and play with me Mm. and you know i I can play the drums enough that i can be the drummer and it's distilled down to just the three of us everybody can sing and everybody's great on their instrument i i'm being the, the weakest on mine but i'm fine and I feel like there's not much more we can talk about except for lyrics, but I don't think it's the most exciting part of what we do. I think I think the songs uh, are really awesome. The lyrics are fine. And uh, I think the recording... Come on, you're, you're selling yourself reco- your, you're, you're really short, I think. You're selling me short. The, yeah, you're selling Matt in particular <laughs> short. <He's> got, <laughs> the recording is really good, too. Mike, Mike did a really good, really great job on the recording. Like, I just, I think the, re- like, I do think the record is top notch. I think these guys are, you know, I, I'm really happy at all things 
to do with this band, okay. w- whether it's well, posting to, on to, Instagram. To, or, to, 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 to answer your question, though, uh, quickly, for <laughs> just my one note is that Back Among Friends from the first record is that's right exactly what you're talking about, and despite all what everything I've just said about hating nostalgia, <laughs> uh, apparently I was uncontrollable wave of nostalgia came over me but uh, cer- certainly that song was it was very genuine you know yeah. that was a very genuine real feeling and it, it wasn't uh, modeling in the least so yeah and can way. i also briefly answer the question um what i was going to say is i have a cousin who who loves tons his name's jamie and he said uh he said that when he listens to tons that uh he just makes him it's impossible not to be happy like it gives him a feeling of joy which was such a compliment and it's how i feel about music that i like and i thought to myself but that's just a reflection of how i feel in the company of these guys too because like i i do i always say this to people who ask or if if they don't ask about how fun it is and like how how much we laugh when we we hang out so uh to me that like and i agree with chris like the lyrics uh they can be about one thing and you and you you're like oh this song's about this and then you kind of follow through and you kind of do the crossword of fishing finishing the lyrics which is like revealing of how i do it but it can be like that but overall the vibe of the song has that spirit intact which i think is the energy and personality of these guys and myself together you know absolutely and i i would con- well put i would yeah it is well put i would concur with your cousin the joy in this band that emanates from the speakers and seeing you guys live it's real it's really real like i don't know what to say about it like i i know the history so i have an emotional connection to it but like i'll tell you my son you know i pre- he's presented with music all the time he doesn't like a lot of it uh nowadays but he's just, he loves tons, and I think he gets that same feeling. It makes him happy, uh, your music. So there's some to it. And I will also say, it gives me a lot to think about. You, All of you, except Matt, have been downplaying your lyrics. Matt's really proud of his. But I feel like the rest of you <laughs> are downplaying. I'm proud of his, too. <laughs> <laughs> you're downplaying them a little bit. Like, Mike, when you say, I cannot help my memories, on the one hand, I think, it just gets me thinking about it. Like, I can't help who I was. I can't help what I remember. That's a multi-layered lyric, and it's just a catchy... I love that lyric. Yeah, it's a catchy, infectious lyric. And, you know, we've already talked about the brevity, but, like, it gets to me. Like, I'm like, what does that mean? And Chris, similarly, like, you have very clever, witty lyrics. I think you spend time on them, and I, there's... I, I do. I hate yeah. bad lyrics. Like, I hate yeah. I hate finishing a song and having crappy lyrics, and I do spend the time, but it's it's the least, it's the least fun, especially when... You know, because we were more on the first record, but we did do some writing of the lyrics together. Like, usually I'm very precious about it, but in in this instance, it was like, well, try this. Okay, well, I'll, okay, I'll do that. And then all of a sudden I did it and I sang it and it was done. Yeah. But the making of the the music we do together, and that's the really kind of the romantic part. It's the sort of, um, you know, I, all of us are good at what we do, but then making the music in tons, like we're able to sort of make a, a magic thing that, that we wouldn't have come up with individually. That's the the sort of most magic part of it for me. Yeah. I think probably for all of us, but I don't mean to ever speak on anyone's behalf. Well, Mike, you were about to speak, and uh, do you have something to say? I'd rather... I was just going to say, like, with my lyric writing, (laughs) uh, I'll keep it short. Um, It's like, if I can find a phrase that goes uh, with the music uh, that cannot be separated from the music after I come up with it, uh, then it's really good, and then it's like if I, and then I just build the song out from that phrase, and so I don't think that I set out to like I don't set out to say something with a song. Mm. I just set out to uh, fill out this one thing that fits very very well, uh, and that's yeah. how I keep getting these really really brief songs because I want to stick to. The, how effective that one line that I came up with was, you know? Um, yeah. And I remember with, uh, I can't help my, my memories, at one point when Matt was doing backup, he said, is it I can't help remembering? And I was like, oh, that's what I should have said. I should have said that. Now I'm going to have to redo the whole, you know, thing. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, 
I can't help my memory. Uh, my memories is kind of like it means more than one yeah. thing. So I'll stick yeah. with that because that's always the better route to go if you don't know exactly. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. more interpretation. Anyway, that's as much as I'll talk about it. But no, it's I, I do. I imagine I don't know, Matt. If you have any perspective on this, Chris is talking about the drudgery of writing lyrics. It seems to me you get together. As, it is. It is drudgery. Well, except when there's nap time. And then you can write lyrics. It's really fun. You got something to kill the time. Yeah. No, I was just going to say. I imagine part of it. I'm guessing here, but you get together to play music. It's it's fun. You're together, and then you scuttle off in isolation to come up with some words, and then you have to bring these personal things back to the group and be like, I wonder if they're going to like them. That's a lot of pressure. I'm guessing too. Is that? What do you think of that, Matt? What do you think of my theory there, Matt? Uh, the theory that there's pressure in sh- showing people your lyrics. Yeah, that's my theory. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, it's 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 not the it's not as easy as suggesting a chord progression, right? Um, which can easily be dismissed. Say, I don't know. You know, you say, oh, how about this then? But it's like lyrics. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's like okay, see, I'll, give me two weeks. I'll come back with something new. You know, it's a little right. bit more writing yeah. on it. So there's, it's just you know, and and it is like you say, it, it it is a it is your you're opening yourself up to being judged as a human in a way. Your feelings, like, your thoughts. Yeah, you're like yeah. yeah, and and if and you know if the lyrics aren't good, maybe you're you're being too closed off. I don't know. Right. But also, I don't think we we're not overly critical of each other's lyrics either. We sort of let, no way. let people do do what they yeah. want to do, and if, <laughs> if there's things they can do to subtly help and add, they do. So there's lots of lot good good lines that these guys have given me on on the the new album for sure to help me finish finish my lyrics which is great yeah well i don't mean to i don't mean to dwell on uh the uh, we've dwelt on the topic of lyrics even though uh i don't think it's a favorite thing but i will say i just want to point them out because i think they're very special a special part of the band for me is all of you are fantastic singers it's great to to hear you working together. I know I gave Mike all the singing chops uh, compliments earlier, but it's really, it's a lovely amalgam, as you know. And I I think the whole package is great. So I'm not ignoring the lyrics. No matter what Chris says, great lyrics. Good job. I appreciate this band. Uh, what is sort of next in the pandemic? I mean, there's, there's a pandemic, so this question is always tricky. But Matt, you've been in Toronto for quite some time now. So, uh, But Mike, you also say you can't get together that much. Chris, what is kind of coming up for tons, uh, given the predicament we're all in, and and just in terms of what the band has been up to, so to speak? Um, well, we have a record coming out March twenty sixth, and you know, there's not much we can do. I'm considering, you know, we're just going to sell it through, wet, we're just going to sell it online. I'm considering having like selling it out of my garage that day or something for fun for people who live in the GTA that don't want to have to spend. 15 bucks ordering something from Scarborough. Right. But uh, I, I don't know if I will. Like, uh, if the weather is good, I, I'll i probably do that. Oh, that's um, cool. Other than that, like, I don't really know. Uh, you know, we talked about doing another video, but, you know, these videos are getting like a thousand views. I don't know if it's worth doing another one, but I'm, I'm happy to have them because we can't really tour. So it's just something to promote. And it's fun, you know, just get together for an hour or two. And just shoot something silly, and okay, I'll, I'll edit it. Um, I would love to play shows or do a live broadcast or whatever, but you know, it's uh, probably not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, that is the the bummer part of this. Mike, you engineered this record. Uh, I assume you did a lot of thinking about uh, these songs. Is there anything that didn't make the record uh, that was recorded that was attempted? Yeah, I mean, th- there's a couple of songs that spring to mind right away um there's one that chris like could probably finish pretty quickly oh and, there's, and then there's, there's one, one that's, that's done like, and has has lyrics but uh but it was just I, I just found it was so high it's in b and i needed to be in g i basically needed to be re-recorded hmm. Th- that one that we were calling dion warwick you, you were calling a song dion warwick she's all the rage right yeah. now you know she's like oh, really she? big on the socials yeah she's like she's taken over twitter where they're like Matt, you follow the Twitter. Did you know about Dionne Warwick? I'm I'm familiar with this. Yeah, yeah. she's like she's great. folksy yeah. and like doesn't understand it, but it's actually really entertaining. So that's weird. Yeah. You've had this song about Dionne. Is it just because? Why is it called Dionne Warwick? I think it was just the just the melodic phrase or something. 
Oh, okay. Or the chords, yeah. But sorry, I interrupted my... Sorry, and there was another song that we that that I think that we just referred to as like Booker T and the MGs. And it's a it's a it's cool, but like when you started trying to sing over it, it was like really dorky. Like I couldn't think of anything that didn't sound incredibly dorky. For, I couldn't anyway. And that is one thing that we I feel like we do to ourselves. Like the one thing I wanted to say before is like remember there's lots of bands that have a person who is the lyricist and often it's the singer or whatever but they maybe they don't have as much trouble <laughs> coming up with the words or they do them faster at the time I'm not sure but mm. I think with Chris Matt and I from what I've seen we all kind of like have no trouble coming up with melodies and chords like it's very easy for us and then just sort of to finish the lyrics and i and i really i'm not embarrassed about anything that we do it's just it's the harder part that's all and it's the part where you are putting yourself a little bit more maybe on the line or something yeah but all i was going to say was what we would do is we'd write these songs and play them instrumentally and they'd be quite thick with all these ideas but then we would get copies of them and and write lyrics on top of those things like i guess what i'm trying to say is sometimes we didn't even know what the melody that we were going to sing over the song was going to be when we took them away Hmm. and uh i think that's interesting because uh, i i'm kind of excited about a new phase of tons where we force ourselves to kind of like maybe finish the lyrics faster or you know in the beginning and then kind of do arrangements around those i think that would be something a little bit different than what we're doing but that you know we would have to uh be patient because it takes us a while to get it the way we want it so anyway that was a sprawling i don't even know what the point of my no i i yeah i just wondered if there was another batch of songs it sounds like you've had a couple leftovers uh matt matt i assume there have been more nap times have you been writing at all uh, no, I haven't, I haven't done anything. <laughs> no, no, no okay. I haven't written a, a scratch in months. No. Do you, are you the opposite? Is it sort of the opposite of what Mike's saying? Do you need beds to be done? Do you need music to work off of to write lyrics? Uh, yeah, typically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, no, I mean, there, there are ideas that I have that I might jot down. He needs but, the studio um, to be booked the, the following day. Exactly. I need a hard, <laughs> an artificial deadline. Right, um, right, to be imposed on me. That's well, true of every everything. Yeah. Well, no, it's good. I'm glad uh, this is all coming together. Chris, if people want to learn more about tons, where should they go? We mentioned uh, the Instagram, which is what? Just tons? At tons band. I think that's yep. the same on Facebook where I don't really give any... I, I, it's basically just Instagram attach, attachments. And uh, what else do I do? That's basically There's the yeah, band, have, the band camp as well, right? We have a our the duly noted is available. It's for pre-order on Bandcamp. Just digi- that's just digital only, and we're going to have to we're going to sell the record not through Bandcamp, the the vinyl rather. It'll come through oh. a different website page, like a, a sell page or whatever that. Okay. that's not together yet. And I think we're tonsband.com. I think you can just look it up, look us up tons.com or whatever tonsband. Yeah, I've, uh, for those listening, I've linked all of this stuff in the podcast uh posting and all that so please uh check out tons i want to go out on a song from the new record uh which uh chris as you mentioned it's out march 26th is there it's been a couple of singles so far my, uh, my memories uh we stand united uh is there a song you want to uh one of you i'm gonna go to mike mike do you want to pick a song to go out on or do you want to defer to someone else you look scared yeah i'd rather defer to somebody else hey, well, okay. i'll do it i was gonna say uh in another life I like that one because um, Mike sings the first bit, then Matt sings the second bit, and I do sing the the third bit with Mike. It's kind of, kind of a showcases everybody a little bit. Yeah, nice, nice. Mike, you okay with that? Do you uh, want to add that. anything? That's good. I'm glad. You, <laughs> I think we which which song in another life. Oh yeah. You okay with that, Matt? Yeah, yeah, very. It's much a good, so. great song. I think we talked about it already. Do you want to say anything more about it, uh, Mike, or should we just play it? Oh no, just play it. Well, look, look at that. Talk. That looks great. Look at this cute, cute record. Look, it's beautiful. Has anyone else in the band seen this or, or, or no, obtained I've, a copy? I haven't seen it yet. Just, just, I mean, no, just, just Chris sent pictures. That's the most I've seen yeah. of it. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Side one has uh, a target. Side two has two dice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very good. Very, very good. It's That's lovely. Great. These Mer- great dr- drawings that, uh, that Mike did. 
Is this a Murphy Design uh, layout, though? Murphy Design, yeah. Murphy Design. Okay, very good. All right, let's go out on some music by Tons. This is uh, In Another Life from their beautiful new record, uh, duly noted. Uh, Matt, Mike, Chris, uh, thank you so much for this time. I hope you enjoyed it, and best of luck in the future. Thank you, Vish. Goodbye, Vish. Thank you. Thank you. here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, that was really meaningful for me, I'll tell you that much. Thanks again to Tons, Chris, Matt, Mike, all of you, for appearing on this, the 603rd episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about, you're looking for it, you don't know where it is, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can also like Creative Control on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Vish Creative, or follow me directly on Twitter and on Instagram at Vishkana. Visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this show going. Uh, a reminder that $6 or more a month grants you access to exclusive content 
uh, archive video, audio, whatever I can find that I think might be interesting to you. Again, $6 or more gets you access to that stuff. And uh, also, if you're interested in receiving a Creative Control t-shirt, please message me on Patreon and I'll get you one while supplies last. Thanks again to the fine Alberta record retailer Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about and place special orders at blackbird.ca. Maybe you want to order Duly Noted by Tons and you live in Calgary or Edmonton or elsewhere. I think they might... I don't know if they mail stuff. I shouldn't say that. But anyway... Calgary, Edmonton, Alberta, go to blackbird.ca, order that tons record. Also want to thank Live at MasseyHall.com where you can watch beautifully captured concerts by great Canadian artists like Sloan. Chris from Tons is in Sloan. You could watch that. Also want to thank Pizza Trocadero, the bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton for their in-kind support for the show. As always, thanks to my friend Jim Guthrie for letting me, uh, letting me use some music of his on the show. You can learn more about Jim and all of his work at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode with Tons. I hope you enjoyed it. I, if you don't know Tons, they're great. Great, great people. I love their music. If you do know Tons uh, and you know the show, thanks for your continued support and for subscribing to the podcast and maybe telling your friends to check it out. Maybe they'll want to listen to it regularly and subscribe to it. Just spreading the word about the show is meaningful so thank you for uh, even contemplating doing that and that's all i have for now i really appreciate you for listening and i i hope you're doing well and i will talk to you soon bye for now Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.